Hello. Good morning. So good to see beautiful and familiar faces. Happy New Year. May I speak to you in the name of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. It just really, really feels like a real good homecoming for me. I missed you terribly. And it's good to see you all. You look beautiful, wonderful, amazing. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so it's good to be back. And thank you to Mother Kate, my lovely boss. And I always love her. And I love the words she has helped me through. And now we want to continue keeping in touch. Uh, you sent me somewhere in South Salem, and it's been an amazing journey. Um, we've, it's been about 11 months since I left to go and save in that part of the parish, and God has been amazing in that part of uh, New York, and uh, so much good stuff has happened. It's a little church, small community um, I used to go there as a supply priest, but I was kind of inspired because it's very small, but it's, it had like few young families. And I thought, this church has the potential to grow. And I felt like I needed to challenge myself with a place that needed growth, a place that was ready to explore and be what God wants them to become. And so I said, hmm, let me give it a try. And so I signed up for the job. And boy, it's been amazing, fantastic. I mean, we, when I joined, they would meet maybe like 10, 15. But now we've kind of grown a little bit. We are in our 40s every Sunday. And um, last year we had such a wonderful experience. We had but four baptisms of infants and 10 confirmations between 13 and 16-year-olds. So it was such an experience to see that they still life after all, that the church can still grow, that the church can still experience the goodness of God again. And so it's been an amazing experience, and the people are super good, and they're excited, and yeah, we are just moving on. And so that's why I haven't been around to, to come and just say hi to you, because it's been pretty busy, but um, there's quite a lot of good things happening in that part of this uh, city, so... Keep praying for us. Um, my family is still around. I guess when they can't make it for that long trip to South Salem, they always come here because this is home for us. So we are always happy to be back and uh, hope to see you again and again. Yeah, that's just about giving myself a report. Feels like it's an annual meeting. <laughs> Reporting back to my church. <laughs> so... We are in the season of Epiphany, which is, I think I've said it over and over, is my favorite season of the church. So from January 6th, we began the Epiphany season. 
Uh, so January 6th is the time when it's officially the Epiphany Day. The reason why I love Epiphany is because it is actually for me the ultimate purpose of why God is calling us. That's the desire of God to really help us understand that he is part of us. The essence of epiphany begins with the visitation of the Magi. When the Magi, those three wise men as they are called, when they visited Jesus, the baby Jesus in the manger, they saw beyond the baby. In the baby, they saw God. They also saw the king. And they also saw eternity in this baby. So when they visited Jesus as a baby with the mother and the father, they proclaimed that this baby is not actually a baby yet. He is God. God is in this baby. And in this baby is a king. More than that, this child is eternity. What they were actually saying was that God has come into humanity. They were actually announcing to the world that now we see for the first time probably a fully human housing fully God. Jesus was 100% human. And yet in him dwelt the fullness of God. And so Jesus is two natures in one. The human nature and the nature of God comes to be one in Jesus. And that's what God wants us to be. That as much as we are fully human, his presence will be in us too. And so we are called to be extraordinary even though we are ordinary. Even though we are natural, we are called to carry the supernatural. Even though we are human, we are called to carry divinity in us. So Epiphany is the story of human and divine coming together. Epiphany is a story of the natural and the supernatural coming together. Epiphany reminds us that God, it reminds us of Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2 rather, when God formed humans from the earth and then breathed into the earth his spirit and saw 
a human being became a human being. What is a human being? A human being is a combination of Adama, the earth, and the spirit of God. So we are human, but in us, we ought to carry the nature of God. That's what Epiphany reminds us. And so when you see Epiphany, you begin to see two natures, uh-huh, two natures living side by side. That's how Jesus lived. One moment he was known as the Son of Man. He had a neighborhood, he had an address, he had friends, he had a community, he had a mother and father and brothers and sisters. He was just like any other ordinary person. Son of man. But there were times that he switched roles. He had like a, like a switch. And he would be the son of God. And then he would walk on the water. And then he would feed 5,000 with little bread and fish. And then he would heal the sick, the lame, the blind. He would do extraordinary things even though he had an ordinary life. I want you to see how he lived two lives in one. One moment he's weeping over the loss of his friend Lazarus. He's crying. His friend has died. In the same moment, he switches and says, take me to the grave where you've laid my friend. And they take him to the grave. The supernatural comes to play. And he says, Lazarus, my friend, come out of the grave. All I'm saying, beloved, is that God is inviting us to share his divinity. He wants to be part of our humanity. And that's what Epiphany reminds us. It is to recognize that in me is something bigger and greater than my natural ability. It is to recognize that, you know, to be a Christian is to be a normal New Yorker, but also to be a supernatural New Yorker because God is in you. That's what it means. To be a Christian means that there are moments when you will be walking on the streets of New Yorker, of New York as an ordinary person, but when there is an extraordinary need, you need to switch, turn on the button, turn on the supernatural side of yourself and do extraordinary things because God is with you. Look at the person next to you. Can you imagine they have a nature of God in them? They're not just natural. And God did the, and Jesus did this to prove a point, right? With Peter. As he walked on the water one day, Peter was an experienced fisherman. He knew that no human being walks on the water. And Jesus is just coming on and walking on the water. Peter says, nah, 
I've been on the sea all my life. I know you can't be human for you to walk on the water. I'm just paraphrasing, of course. <laughs> I'm just imagining the conversation that was there. And as he walks, the disciples were worried and scared. They said, it is a ghost. Because only ghosts walk on the water. Not human beings. And Jesus says, hey, it is I. And Peter says, no, Adam, I'm not buying that. If it is you, then tell me to come to where you are. And I think Jesus paused and says, no problem. Peter, come. And Peter was like, what did you say? Did I hear you right? Jesus says, yes, come on, Peter. And Peter stepped out of the boat and stepped on the water and the foot balanced. And Peter began to walk on the water. Oh my God, I am Peter, I'm walking on the water. Oh, come on now, I'm walking on the water. Jesus just called the divine part of Peter. But Peter walked on the water halfway. And John, you know what happened? He remembered that he is a human being. And he began to say, oh, no, 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 no. And then he began to sink. Because he remembered that, no, 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 I'm just a human being. And Jesus reached out and said, why did you doubt? The message I'm saying is that epiphany reminds us that because God is in us, we have the nature of God. And when God is with us, all things are possible. That's what that little girl called Mary said. When this angel came and says, you're going to be pregnant with a baby. Hey, come on, I don't have a husband. How possible is that? The angel said, hey, shut up. You don't say, you don't need a husband when you have God. Because with God, all things are possible. And boom, she became pregnant to Jesus. And that's why I love Epiphany. It is a reminder that look into yourself and pay attention to the presence of God. You'll be shocked that that was not part of the sermon. <laughs> but the sermon is very short. <laughs> Today, we are being reminded of who Jesus is. Because that's also what Epiphany is. It's about discovering, knowing more about this Jesus. That he's not just a baby that we celebrated a few weeks ago. That he is everything. He is the Savior. He is the Lord. He is the joy giver. He is a life giver. In other words, today we are being reminded that Jesus is the good news. The good news. The news that everybody needs to hear. We're living in a time when you, when you turn on in news channels or any news medias or whatever, 
We are bombarded with so much negative news. News about people dying, about people killing each other. News about poverty, news about immigrants, news about everything that is not pleasant in so many ways. Depressing news, scary news. People want to hear good news. Where is the good news? Who shall tell the good news? Who shall tell the story about who we are? Good news that affirms us as the beloved of God. News that lifts people's spirit. News that encourage, give hope, inspires. News that gives us the reason to look forward to live tomorrow. News that is encouraging. That's what we are looking for. And Jesus, according to what we read, is that news. Is the news that heals. Is the news that restores. It's the news that affirms. To the poor, Jesus is the news, the bread of life. To the depressed, Jesus is the news. Is the news that God is with you. God loves you. People have heard so much hurtful messages, hurtful news. You sit on a news channel, by the end of 30 minutes, you are more depressed, more hurting, more tired, more drained. Your energy is all gone. You wonder, is there anything good happening in this world? We gathered here have the news. The news that can change this world. The news that can transform our world. That all of a sudden we need to, to start telling the people that God loves them regardless. That God cares for them that are sick. That God has given life even to the dying. That beyond the grave there is life. That's the news people want to hear. The news that they are loved regardless of who they are. That, they, that God thought about them. That's why he sent his Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave. They don't want to hear messages of condemning them for who they are not or who they are. We have the message. We have the news that the world needs to hear. News that changes our perception, our attitude, and our everything. And that news is Jesus Christ. You see, the problem that we are in is that we have made Jesus a more of a religious chant and a religious undertaking. But he's not religious. This is not about religion. It's about life. It's about people knowing that they are valued, that they are worthy. That's why he died on the cross. The news that Jesus wants to embrace all. We have the news that the world wants to hear. And according to Paul, he writes and says two things we need to do. Number one, we need to understand the agency of the good news. 
It's urgent that we should tell this world. Us who have found this news must spread the word, must find a way of packaging and repackaging our messages, targeting the poor, targeting the sick, targeting the depressed, the marginalized, those who feel like, and that's what Jesus did. He went to the lepers. He went to the Samaritan woman, the marginalized, and just to lift their hearts and soul and spirit to make them feel a sense of worthy again. We have the news. The question is, how do we disseminate the news? How do we tell the rest of our world that God has a purpose for them. And lastly, it's not only agents, but we need to be intentional in sharing the news. I was wondering if, when you were giving the reading, if you had given the second reading to Monica, because it is so funny, it says, to those who are married, think as though you are not married. <laughs> That's for fun. <laughs> but what Paul is actually saying is that commit yourself to spreading the word. Because times are tough. We're living in challenging times. We need to blow our news that we have found the good news. Good news is good news. What is good news to the sick? Jesus is a healer. What is good news to the poor? Jesus invites all of them. Come on unto me, all you that are heavy laden. What is good news to the depressed? What is good news to the lost? What is good news to the dying? Jesus fits all those checks those boxes. He is good news to the dying. He is good news to the depressed, to the oppressed, to the lost. He is good news. He is the answer to all that are looking for news that lifts up, news that affirms. And you here who have found this crust have the news. The news that can change our world. Amen.